Hello and welcome to the Shape of Work, a podcast series by Springworks. My name is Anoop and I am your host. Each week we'll be talking to top people managers across the world on the future of work and how it's shaping our workplace. So sit back and get ready to find out more from these movers and shakers as we have a no holds barred anything goes conversation with them about their journey, their insights, their thoughts, and most importantly their ideas and vision for the workplace of the future. Join in on the conversation. Leave a comment and don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Shape of Work podcast. In this episode today we have with us Budesh Chopra, the director of Digiversal Consultants. Hi Budesh, thank you for coming and joining us today. How are you? Very well, thank you for asking. Thank you for uh, having me here. It's a pleasure to have you here Budesh. Uh, so just to set some context about you and what you do, can you tell our listeners a bit about yourself, your career journey till now? Sure. Uh, so, so I started my journey, my professional journey in 2010, uh, wherein I started to provide support services to international students. So they typically reach out to me whenever they get stuck in their uh, student journey, that is their academic journey. So typically I would serve students and coach them around uh, professional courses. Uh, so my domain is especially marketing and management. So I used to get these students who are looking to understand concepts related to economics and uh, business studies and global strategy research so that is how i've uh, that is how i've evolved in this journey and uh, and off late we've i've started to serve other domains as well through the use of subject matter experts so we now serve various subjects like management nursing engineering statistics information technology all the professional courses that the students study in especially in western developed countries so we provide them uh, student support services and with that we've also involved evolved in content marketing and we also serve uh, that to individual clients so uh, that's a mix of things that we do okay you have a great professional journey like this journey is like great so far and uh, also you have mentioned that you are a internet technology leader and i think it's a great question to ask you so of course you have seen that there is a problem of excess content in today's age with the rise in number of content service provider and employees have access to a wider range of content formats so how can we make sure they are accessing the right format for them well when you spoke speak about formats yes the formats could be a lot of formats but the important thing when it comes to content is the message that you're trying to take from that content irrespective of whether you're watching so when you say format i understand that you could be talking about different formats in the shape of videos and shorts and infographics and text and this is also a form of content that we are engaging it could be audio it could be av both audio and video i think more than the format the the importance lies in uh, what are you taking away from that content so as a strategy and i could this is something that works for me so what i do is that if i want to explore a particular topic i would go deep into specialized area so for example i would stick for a period of 20 days or 21 days i i keep this the, the period for me is 40 days so if i'm looking to learn a new subject which is something that that i can't say that i am proficient in then i would stick to 40 days and follow that particular area in various spaces of options that i have so for example i'll watch a lot of youtube videos on that particular area and i know that i can't watch all of them but then at least i would reach a point wherein i can see that all the basics are being repeated in every piece of content so i've covered the basics then uh, i also use these uh, audiobooks and everything so so audible and uh, 
obviously there are other channels which which I can tune into for all the audio books that are here around that area. So I think uh, the the answer for me to this question is yes, the formats have increased, but the formats are essentially delivering the message, and then you have to choose your specialization and go in deep into it rather than focusing on three four areas in one go. It is important that you concentrate on one domain at at a time. And there's a saying as well to this: the best way to do many things is doing one thing at a time. So I I believe in that. So I so for example, it could be mutual funds. So if it is mutual funds, if it is investment in real estate sector, choose one area of specialization and then go deep into studying textual content on internet, playing around with different keywords and what pops up as the as the result. You should read around it. So this is what I tell my people as well. That uh, so so there'll be many who would be aware who's the number one job portal in India, for example. So and everyone's would be like yes, LinkedIn's and Nokris and and a few names here and there, monsters and shines. These are the names that they'll talk take. But as soon as I ask them, what is the top number one job portal in Australia? And most of them would 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 not be able to answer this because they've restricted themselves to India as a geography only. But that is not true. If they are to seek engaging content within the recruitment industry or within the hiring industry or within the HR industry, they should know the best job portals of at least the top five countries of the world. And then they should go and read their blog posts there. They should follow a couple of HR managers of those companies and see what are their updates on social media, especially LinkedIn as a platform is very good, I feel. So once they begin to follow the international arena as well, I think the engagement and the value that they get from that content is is the best thing that can happen to anyone. All right. I think that's a great suggestion. Like from overall conclusion, I can just take out like we should not focus on the one area. If you want to focus on a one area, then you should just like survey each and everything for that particular area and then move on. Yeah. Yeah. I think I hope our listeners will really get a huge huge advantage with this okay so i just want to know your opinion on this that we know because of the pandemic everybody's trying to predict the future and trying to predict the future is always a risky thing to do yes but i had to ask you what according to you will be the emerging marketing trends that you identified could affect our industry i understand that you're referring to workforce and their involvement with the office if that is the question yeah right so i feel this is my obviously it's when you say that you're trying to understand the future, it's it's more of speculation. Nobody can do that. So it's it's based on what has happened as a historical track record. You try and speculate what will happen and what is your best judgment of the days that are to follow. So I feel the world is uh, has seen a phase, especially in 2020, early 2020, wherein everybody had to work from home and we had no option. We were fearful of what will happen and how will it unfold. And there was a sense of insecurity and nobody knew nothing, basically. So the world has seen that the that the work will continue, even if they are working in remote uh, uh, remote manner or or they're they're working uh, they're not working from office that is. But I think uh, the world has also seen after things have settled down after a lot of let's say medicinal development has taken place that offices and people, both of them enjoy coming to office because that is where real collaboration happens. And they, even if somebody is working, let's say they've built up these terms like hybrid and on-site and remote and everything, but, but the essence remains in coming together, working as a team because work is more than just doing uh, that nine hour shift. I think today work is more about understanding each other. It's it's also about collaborating on a given topic. Brainstorming involves 
understanding reactions as well, which can only happen when you're sitting face to face with someone and there's a bonding, you work in uh, your partner compliments you on a, on a certain thing. They understand their weakness. So I, and I think for me, if I have to predict, uh, I would say that, uh, yes, people would be more inclined towards meeting each other physically as it has happened. But if there is no way out and if we see like, God forbid, we shouldn't see such a situation again, but things are not looking very bright right now in China too, with, with more than three crore cases in one day is what I read uh, very recently. That's that's not a good sign. So if it if it has to happen again, if it happens again, that is, I think the world is prepared to work uh, from wherever they are and wherever they can. If, if going out is not safe for any human, then there's no question asked. You will first save yourself and then look, look after your work. But then if everything is all right, I don't think working from anywhere apart from your office space where... Uh, where your culture and where your everything is. I think that's the best space to be in. But if it is not possible and it is strictly, strictly required to stay and stay confined and protect yourself, then the world is prepared for it. Very well explained, Budesh. And I think that was a great point brought up by you. So, okay, moving to the next question. What innovation strategies have you recently employed to increase traffic and sales? So how difficult is to you for to execute at your workplace? Oh, well, if all my competitors are not hearing this, then I'll be very happy to share these strategies but I understand your question I think irrespective of what I have deployed as a strategy to increase traffic on the websites it's it's important to understand that uh, increasing traffic will only happen when you understand the dynamics of the industry that you're operating in. Definitely. So we all have to understand that Google is a service provider for me, for you, for the mm-hmm. whole world. It's a service okay. provider. If okay. I have to go somewhere, I, I will use Google to seek the information of how I reach there. Yeah. What can I expect? So in India, Google is still to penetrate those uh, technologies. I was, I was uh, abroad a few months back wherein I I saw that uh, Google has this, uh, I, I forgot the, I think it was Google Maps only. It was an extension of Google Maps wherein you could hold your phone's camera and and uh, you could see uh, what building is right in front of you. And Google will also extract the text and then show you the right whether you have to go right. So that's that's Google Maps while walking. I think it hasn't gone up to that level in India because yes, it's not very well organized and made in that way. But I think Google Maps is ready to do such things here too. So the what I'm trying to explain here with the, how do you increase your traffic is that you have to understand the customer. Google is a service provider and arguably the most used search engine today. So when you write content, you have to ensure that the service that Google is providing to the end customer is intact. So let's take an example of uh, any recipe. So when you give the ingredients, right, let's say you want to rank number one on that blog post, which, which gives the recipe of a particular dish. So if you've covered all the things like what ingredients are needed, uh, what uh, utensils are needed, how many, uh, at what temperature, what sort of things do you need to keep yourself? Like, like what things do you need to keep handy? If you write your your content in such a way that it is helping the end user gain all information in and he doesn't need to explore more after he's visited your page. I think a very good signal will go to Google as a search engine that these people are providing valuable information to, to the users. As long as that happened, 
no degree of link building or or no degree of uh, optimization would help the the first and the foremost is that you're trying to help the user who's going to engage with your content that they're able to consume the content in such a way that it is serving their purpose I'll give you a quick example here so for many seo experts all tech all text alternative text optimization is is a way to it's a way to rank higher so if there are five images on your on your web page and you've put in all text on all of them then it's a good thing to good state to be in in definitely it's a good state to be in but do you understand the relevance the relevance google is trying to give give to its user through this most of the SEO experts don't understand this. So the idea behind this is that disability is taken very seriously in Western countries. Yes, it is taken very seriously in India too, but I would give one scale higher rating to, to Western countries when it comes to handling disabilities. So for example, they'll have this, even in a bus, when they create any building, they will first give the, that space for wheelchair access and everything. So all text too. So anyone who's visually impaired, anyone who's who's not able to see on screen. Uh, yes, there are softwares which can read text, but how would a software read an image? That is where the importance of alt text comes. So that software will read the alternative text in such a way that it is able to communicate to the visually challenged person who's using that web page that here is an image with a mountain or whatever. So that is the purpose. So Google has made, has clearly told everyone that if you think about my end users, I am going to rank you higher. So when you rank higher, obviously traffic would follow. So the essence here and the takeaway from this point is that if you write with a logic and you understand the customer's query and then put your best content forward so that the question is answered for the end user, it will result in higher rankings and that will result in better traffic and relevant traffic, higher traffic for your website. Okay, I think you have explained it really very well. And yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And you know, I was going through your profile and somewhere you have mentioned that the most powerful emotion that exists is empathy, one that can change the world. This was a, st- a statement quoted by you. Yeah. So, okay, tell me, according to you, what can be the effective ways that leaders can boost and project empathy in the workplace? Well, yeah. leaders have to o- always understand the situation of their subordinates and their counterparts too. And, and for, for, for that matter, their colleagues. So it's always easy to criticize because that's that I feel is the the easiest part to to point out mistakes at at anyone's work but to motivate them and to first notice the good part and then show them the way that this is something that that can be improved to can give you results can give you far better results than just uh, criticism I think it's yes we read all these moral books when we were in school and everything empathy is something that 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 holds great value for any organization but if it is practiced consciously within within a set and it's not a one day game it becomes harder for people who are not naturally these kind of personalities and when they begin to empathize with with their uh, uh, members of the same organization i think it brings tremendous results for for the entire team so it is crucial and uh, one has to learn the art of uh, understanding where is that person coming from what is its current situation is it a so so they call so for example it's a very famous way of putting it in corporate world is it a skill issue or is it a will issue or whether he is incompetent to do it whether he doesn't know how to do a thing or whether he he can do it and he's not doing it for xyz reason that has to be understood that has to be analyzed very very carefully by leaders 
because today i think today's generation is no short of options they're no short of things that they can do they can become freelancers bloggers they can start up their own they they will not take any degree of disrespect from anyone and they have options around them so it is important that you build a culture which em- not only empathizes with with each other it is also it also helps in boosting up their morale yeah yeah i think very rightly said and yeah so that almost brings us to the end of our podcast but before we go you being a digital entrepreneur what would be the word of advice you would like to give our listeners so they can increase their performance in digital marketing <laughs> right yeah. so so digital marketing i think i i covered a lot of these things in my earlier point that you have to yeah. keep your the the consumer of your content so everything is content for me i've i've always been a believer so yes. anything uh, so for me music is also content and uh, people do consume it in in a way that whatever purpose they're trying to fulfill from it even if they're in a gymnasium or you know they want to go for soft music while driving that's just form of content so internet is just content for me uh, yes it has many formats that we've discussed so it could be text it could be visuals it could be just a image that is communicating a lot and so the tip for any any person who's trying to specialize in digital marketing uh, today is that uh, there are many elements to digital marketing too so all these years the traditional marketing has evolved and it has now taken the shape of digital marketing so the idea was the same you're trying to solve someone's problem by giving them a solution you do the same here too so logic is the most important phenomenon whenever you take up any assignment on digital marketing any client you serve any problem that you're trying to solve logic has to be kept right at the top drawer and from there you un- try and do some reverse engineering around why is this thing happening why are things happening in such a way what can we do to bring a difference and solve a problem so you do that with logic so yes there are many gurus and many technical seo people who who can get into things of solving the problems on the structure and and uh, the crawling errors of, of the website that's technical seo someone with web technologies experience will help you there you hire a good uh, web developer who has knowledge of different skill set he'll fix up the website for you and as a digital marketing you yes it is important to fix your website too but once that is done i think a majority of your movement will happen through logic and common sense and what you're offering to the customers so that is my advice make sure that your domain whatever you book is communicating the right message to the users and every content that you that you write is for the end users and you give a signal to the to the search engine let's say google that you're serving the clients and google is a great uh, service provider for all of us so hopefully it'll get impressed and it will it will give you higher ranking so that is my suggestion for everyone that makes a lot of sense and definitely there's a lot of takeaways from the content you have shared today thank you for sharing this and so this brings us to the end of our conversation buddesh right. so before we leave can you tell our listeners where they can reach out to you sure so they can connect with me on linkedin and uh, i'm pretty active there so they have to search buddesh chopra and yeah. i'll be right up there it's uh, it's not a very common name so i'll be easily yeah. i can be found very easily yeah yeah okay thank you buddesh it was lovely hosting you today my pleasure <laughs>